Hello, livestock friends, and welcome to this edition of Before the Bid. This is a podcast dedicated to the livestock sales industry where we go behind the scenes of the operation and speak straight to the sellers. We discuss topics about the important aspects of their operation, location, the people behind the prep work, and talk about some of the animals that will be offered to you, the prospective buyers. Hopefully, you've got your sale catalog close by. You might have to go look through that pile on your desk. But if not, then you're probably like me and driving down the road or busy with chores around the farm. And that's okay, too. Wherever you are and whatever you're doing, I hope you enjoy this segment of Before the Bid. I'm your host, Andy Howell. Welcome, Livestock friends, to this Before the Bid podcast. And on this one, we're going to talk some shorthorn cattle. We're going to talk about some club calves. And we are going to stay right here in my home state of Indiana. And we are going to Columbus, Indiana, to talk to a guy that I've known for a little while. We both kind of work. He works a lot more at the company than I do. But uh, he is with Halderman farm and real estate and also he is an auctioneer this guy has been the past president of the farmers managers and rural appraisers and so uh, we want to talk to him about that just a little bit and kind of have a little bit of a repeat here where it's a 4-h project gone rogue in this operation and we're going to talk about that with my guest and so uh, i want to welcome michael bonnell from columbus indiana they're going to have a sale on sc sales and that sale is going to be held september 14th so michael appreciate you getting this put together and coming on the podcast with me here and uh, just interested in in hearing these stories and and talking about these cattle well thanks for having me andy i appreciate it like i said i appreciate it and want to tell everybody i've been to this operation we came uh, i don't know if we made it last year but the year before i think we did and so went up there and, and looked through these cattle. And so uh, what a great set these guys have. And uh, I think you're going to be real pleased with them when you look at them on SC. And so, Michael, if you would, I kind of brought it out that it's it was a 4-H project gone rogue. If you would, tell us a little bit of the history here at Bonnell's. Yeah, so we uh, got started, you know, like a lot of people, as a 4-H project. My cousin, Kip Bonnell, who's Bonnell Farms Show Cattle, kind of got me started with my first steer back in and I don't even know what year it was but anyways but had an Angus steer from him the first year and then after that kind of went out and found a heifer and we ended up at Wolf Farm Show Cattle over in Liberty Indiana mm-hmm. where I bought my first heifer and she was a payback 173 and that mating was you know all the rage back then and mm-hmm. kind of snowballed from there you know the, a couple of years later my sister actually the next year my sister got started and And, you know, that's kind of how we got started in the short horns. And that's kind of been our focus, you know, moving forward. And, you know, she bought a double stuffed cherry from Oren. And then over the years, we've kind of diversified a little bit. Been to Kate's Farms and Sullivan's and a few other places and kind of built up our herd over the years. And then once I kind of got done with 4-H is when we kind of got serious about it and (laughs) bought a... (laughs) Bought a bought a heifer from Hans over in Illinois, and then kind of the the two cornerstones of of our program came right thereafter, and and that was two heifers that we had bought from from Meyer family shorthorns over in Greensburg, Indiana, and started out with a, a Sin City cow that uh, we bought out of Duis's sale back when back when they were still going strong over there in Illinois, and that cow went on to 
to raise an all-American show heifer for my sister in one of her last year's showing. And then that year that we had that heifer, we also bought a, another heifer from Myers that you're going to hear quite a bit about today. And that was the the Xena Solution cow that we'll we'll talk about a little bit more. So mm-hmm. like I said, over the years, we've kind of diversified and tried to find the genetics that we liked. I think if anyone went and looked through our cows, I don't know that there's one a specific type or kind out there. But I think mostly, I guess for me personally, and you know what we tell you know, I work with our local judging team and is it all starts at the ground. So they got to be sound. And, and then from there you can kind of build in pieces and change them how you, how you see fit. So. Right. Good thought there. And it doesn't matter what flavor, just as long as it's good. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And like I said, our main focus has been in the shorthorn breed. I enjoy raising shorthorns, but we also kind of felt the need to diversify a little bit and, you know, be able to offer some some other genetics as well. So we've got some Simitols and some Mains and an Angus here and there. and mm-hmm. Diversify and, and go different ways and, and have a little bit of, of everything to offer everybody. So, uh, Michael, exactly. it's, it's not just you right there. Who else is, is helping you guys and, and who else is involved in this operation? Yeah, so um, obviously, for the most part, it's it's my, my dad and I, uh, my sister. She's She lives down in Texas now, so she's kind of out of the operation, but my dad, Dave, and I do most of the cattle stuff. And then my mom and my wife both help out, you know, here and there when they can. And But for the most part, it's Dave and I, and we've got about 30 cows now. And it seems like a, a pretty good number with our day jobs and the farming operation and everything else. It just kind of lends itself to be a good number. So Right. Maybe not enough to really do crazy things, but sometimes almost more than you can handle at times, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, four or five years ago, I'd say we were probably up around 60 or 70 cows, but unfortunately you lose some pasture and things like that and kind of reevaluate some priorities. And like I said, we've kind of downsized a little bit. The cow herd was getting a little older there and had to make some tough decisions and trying to do some embryo transfer work with some, you know, obviously our donor cows and then kept back some younger cows here and there. We've been doing this online sale for about six, seven years now. Mm-hmm. We've always tried to offer the best we can with only having 30 cows you know sometimes you don't have the opportunity to keep back you know the best ones to put back in the herd and you know that's why we've kind of gone out and bought some other genetics and and other things that we you know and bred cows or you know maybe a fall born open heifer that we you know liked pretty well or things mm-hmm. like that to kind of be able to continue to keep the cow herd at a reasonable age but yet still provide a good offering that's going to be competitive out in the show ring and then right. have those things go on to produce as cows right Right. Yeah. Go out and find, find some new stuff. So, and you alluded to it just a minute ago, but you and your dad, you don't just work together on the cattle. You also work together in your daily businesses. Tell us a little bit about Halderman's and and about what you guys do with Halderman and, and some of the, the farming things that you guys do with those. Yeah, so uh, I guess we're a little bit crazy in that we run cattle together and, and work together all at the same time, but we both work for Halderman Real Estate and Farm Management, and I've been with Halderman for a little over 11 years now, and then Dave has actually worked for Halderman for 33 plus years, mm-hmm. and basically it's a farm management real estate company. I'm on the farm management side, we 
manage farm properties for absentee landowners, handle lease negotiations. A lot of times we'll, you know, do all the finances and things like that for people that otherwise may have sold their family farm or wouldn't have known what to do. So a lot of the people that we work with on the farm management side are second, third generation off the farm type of people. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, grandma and grandpa operated their family farm at that point in time, but, you know, they've been away from it, you know, maybe don't understand it. So mm-hmm. we're there to kind of help protect their interests and make sure they kind of understand what's going on and, and basically, you know, provide a service to continue that, that family tradition. Right. And, and helping those guys figure out what, what it is that they need to do and, and different things as far as on the main. Absolutely. Side. You know, we'll, we work pretty closely with all of our tenants and, you know, whether it's farm programs or tile or things like that, ways to improve the farm property to to maximize, you know, your investment are the types of things we're looking to do. So, um, and then on the real estate side of the business, um, our company does a lot of farm auctions. I think we had past two weeks, we had six auctions mm-hmm. and just here in the past month. We've got 12 in October and 12 in November. Right. And, you know, that side of the business has been, been very active here lately and the ag farmland market's really strong right now. So then we may see some more of that coming here later this fall as well. So um, so that's kind of one side is the farm auction side. Right. And then we also, uh, Dave and I are both certified general appraisers. So we do a lot of farm appraisals for estates, banks, attorneys, anyone basically that's needing uh, a certified appraisal, whether it's a land transfer or we're seeing a lot of estate work where people are doing their estate planning, getting things put into trust and, and different types of things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Michael actually appraised our family. We had a situation and, and he appraised that farm. So did very nice work. And, and Michael, uh, us at Holderman, we're not just Indiana. We're getting nationwide, right? Correct. Uh, so Halderman's got, not sure on the exact number of representatives, but Indiana, Ohio, Illinois, Kentucky, Michigan, but then we've got managed properties in Texas and all across the United States. Mm-hmm. And I think Rusty even flew out, was that Montana that he went to last year to do one? Yeah, they, they flew out to Montana last year, or it might have been two years ago. Might I don't been, remember yeah. when that was, but uh, I don't know a lot of the specifics on that side of things. But yeah, no, get an opportunity to work on a lot of different projects and see a lot of different part of the country. I actually served as an intern whenever I was in college for Holderman. And um, back then we were managing a large dairy down in Texas. And so I got the opportunity to go down and see that. And that was a pretty neat experience. And, you know, I know that they they had some ground out in North Carolina. And so definitely a uh, nationwide operation. And it's definitely a blessing to be able to work for the Holderman family. So. Right. Yeah. I actually have my Holderman shirt on right now as, <laughs> as we're recording. So we're right to work today. I do as well. I actually just, <laughs> just got home from... Uh, inspecting three different farms that we've worked on some appraisal stuff for uh-huh. so doing a little work and then be headed to the headed to the barn here after we finish up to uh start getting things ready for the weekend so right and before we totally get away from that you're a past president of the managers and appraisals yeah i was a past president of the it's the indiana society of farm managers and rural appraisers okay so it's the it's the indiana chapter of the american society of farm managers and rural appraisers that is a group that uh actually did a lot of my appraisal education through a lot of the appraisal education that is available is is more specific towards commercial buildings and more commercial type properties as Mm -hmm. a certified general appraiser you know 
I technically am would be allowed to do you know a warehouse in Indianapolis or something mm-hmm. along those lines, but the the key is being competent, and that's not really my lane. So <laughs> right, um, <laughs> rather stick with but, the uh, with the farmland. Exactly. Yeah. Stick with the farmland, and uh, but uh, but no, the American Society they do a lot of great things education-wise. There's a couple different tracks. You know, there's accredited farm manager track that a lot of people go through, mm-hmm. um, and then there's also an accredited rural appraiser. So just just some different classes and different ways to look at things. You're you're able to meet and network with a lot of different people across the country, and for that reason, it, you know, it's something that I've valued quite a bit here in my early career. So. Okay. Well, that's great. Yeah. And these guys, I've, I've worked with Michael and Dave on a few auctions and things and, and they're great to work with. And, and Dave's actually came down and helped me try to get one sold. So, uh, appreciate all you guys' work and all the things that you guys do. So Mike, you kind of talked about it a little bit, but, but what are some of your breeding philosophies? I know we, we start at the ground, but, but kind of what are some of your goals with that? What, what are you kind of looking for in the future with, with Bonnell Cattle Company? Yeah, so obviously you always want to be competitive in the show ring. For the most part, most of the cattle we sell are going to 4-H families or or junior livestock exhibitors here on the Shorthorn side. And so, you know, obviously we want them to be attractive and eye appealing. But, you know, I guess for me and in kind of the way that I've evaluated cattle and, you know, I want the ones that are going to go out. Maybe they're not going to be quite as successful in the show ring as, as some, but they're going to be ones that are going to go out and produce because at the end of the day, that's, that's what we're trying to do. So, I mean, you know, sound, big bodied, you know, just kind of easy flushing type of cattle that low maintenance, uh, you know, obviously for us, you know, that's, that's a big deal with it just being Dave and I. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think for the most part, you know, every once in a while you'll get one or two that's, you know, maybe just a little harder doing or things like that. But for the most part, I think most of our cow herd is probably a little bit more moderate than maybe some moderate, easy flushing, just kind of low maintenance type of cattle that, you know, are sound and big bodied. And then we can kind of breed them from there and add the look and design mm-hmm. that they're kind of searching for today. Mm-hmm. Right. Doing a lot of AI, or are you doing some flushing, or are you doing... Yeah, so we do mostly artificial insemination. Mm-hmm. Everything will get AI'd at least once or twice, mm-hmm. um, and then and then we will turn a bull out. You know, the last few years, um, we purchased a bull from uh, Kate's Farms called CF Pioneer, and you're going to see some of that, that bull here in, in some of these pedigrees that we're going to talk about a little bit later and he's a damn proud son that goes back to the Modoc Margie cow did a tremendous job for us for for a few years unfortunately uh things happen and he's not around anymore and but uh fortunately enough you know we were without him for a year but we actually raised a bull this past year called Bonnell Authority mm-hmm. and he's a simplified son out of our Zena Solution cow that uh, he's triple clean, so he's clean for all the genetic defects that we test for in the in the shorthorn breed, and mm-hmm. you know we're really excited about what his first calf crop has been. We've got uh, two calves here out of them in the sale this fall, and um, we've got several other younger ones out in the pasture that I think are going to make some nice projects for some people for some later county fairs or different things. So, but uh, so yeah, so basically um, artificial. Artificial insemination and embryo transfer, for the most part, mm-hmm. mostly on our on our embryo side of things, we've kind of gone away from the conventional flushing a little bit and done more or IVF, mm-hmm. um, just because it gives us the ability to 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 make heifers. Mm-hmm. 
with only running 30 cows. Right. I think for the most part, all the heifers that we have this year, except for maybe two of them, were all IVF sex heifer embryos. <laughs> um, so, so you uh-huh. know, if it wouldn't have been if it wouldn't have been for those, we wouldn't have had uh, much of a heifer selection this year. So, right. So it just kind of you know it helps us in the ability, and, and it also gives us the ability to you know put put a bunch of heifer embryos in, and then if we've got you know ten shorthorn heifers, then you know maybe we can keep one back right. or keep two back or something to kind of, you know, replace some of these because the Xena Solution cow, I mean, she's getting to be a little older and a couple of our re- other donor cows are, are getting a little bit of age on them. And, mm-hmm. you know, we've got some up-and-comers coming. They're just not quite as established as what maybe those two are. Right. Yeah, from a from a small operation, I know what that's all about when you get way <laughs> too many bulls in one year. Uh, yeah. That, that yeah. uh, kind of hurts. You know, and we ended up being, I think we ended up being about 50-50 this year, which, hey, there's nothing wrong with that because right. I think our our steer selection this year is, is really nice. Probably the best best set of steers we've had to sell mm-hmm. in a few years. So, but that just kind of goes back, you know, to those, to those cows. So, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, I think we were about uh, 70, 30, it seems like, around here this time. So, yeah. So, I absolutely understand that. So, well, that's a, that's a great way to do that. So, do you want to, you want to talk a little more about this authority? Are you guys planning to collect him at all? Just use him on in herd? Yeah. So, he's actually been collected already. Semen on him is available through Cattle Visions or, or through us as well. Mm-hmm. Sold probably a little over. Right at 150 units of semen on them this past this mm-hmm. past year, so hopefully looking forward to seeing a lot more from other herds as well. But uh, you know, as far as as far as our side of things, um, we let him kind of breed most of our our better cows this year. Mm-hmm. The ones that we would typically AI, I would say he covered probably 60% of the ones of the shorthorn cows that we would AI. Oh wow! So definitely gonna see more from him next year. And, and, and like I said, just kind of looking forward to that. I, I can tell you a little story, you know, tag five, which is, we'll, we'll talk about him mm-hmm. more later, but when he was bored, it was, it was, he was the first one that we had. Mm-hmm. And that thing was up off the ground and running around the pasture within like 45 minutes of being bored. Oh, wow. And I was like, Oh, well that's fun. And then it kind of <laughs> helped that he was kind of, you know, pretty neat looking. Right pretty stout and i was like well we might have something here so and then as we kind of progressed into the calving season you know those cattle they all came pretty small mm-hmm. you know i'm not going to say he's a calving ease bull because if you look at his epds and things like that i mean it's going to tell you a different story but for us and on our cows most of those things were 70 to 85 pounds and all mm-hmm. came unassisted mm-hmm. now we had some bigger ones too but not anything that most of those cows couldn't handle so mm-hmm. Yeah, we're definitely really excited about what he offers. I think he's going to put some look and some muscle, and he's just kind of a big-footed, big-boned, rugged-made type of bull. Yeah, just really excited for for what the future holds for him. Right. So go find him at Cattle Visions, Bonnell, B-O-N-L, Authority, and uh, set yourself up there in the in the short horns and, and roll with him. And yeah, I was thinking just a little bit ago, man, that wouldn't be a bad bull just to kind of turn out if, you know, you get upset cause you don't get one AI, but it's like, you know what? We probably got a bull that can, they can cover them pretty well and do a nice yeah. job with them. Well, and that's, that's kind of, you know, when we went out and bought the, the pioneer bull from Cates's and he was maybe not 
bred the way a lot of the short horns were, were bred then, but I mm-hmm. thought he worked good for our, our operation in that we could use them on all of our short horn cows. Mm-hmm. And then he would cross well on, on, you know, the semis or crossbreds or keys or mains or whatever else mm-hmm. we had running around out there. And, and for the most part, I mean, he did a real nice job just talking a little bit about maybe some of the successes of that bull. He raised the 2018 champion shorthorn heifer on the Indiana finest show circuit that year. Um, it was a heifer that we sold um, in our online sale. Unger and Tracy families bought together. Mm-hmm. And that, that heifer went on to, to be really successful. Won a couple shows, was champion shorthorn quite a bit, and then ended up being the champion shorthorn heifer on the show circuit that year and did really well for, for them and is doing a nice job, I think, as a cow as well. So, but uh, yeah, so like I said, it was just kind of. With this bull, I kind of feel the same way as I did with Pioneers. I feel like go through, breed the cows a couple times, let him clean them up, and I think we'll still have a set that we can be proud of and right. and market well, and that'll go out and do well for, for the people that buy them. So. Right. Yeah, and you started to talk a little bit, but can you, do you have a couple other success stories that you guys have had here the past couple of years, what you say you've been selling for, for six or seven years now? Yeah. So, you know, obviously had a few families that we've had the opportunity to work with several times over the years. We've got Isabel Gillard, who's actually from um, Stevensville, Montana. Mm-hmm. And she bought her first heifer from a side unseen out of our 2016 sale. Mm-hmm. Um, and that heifer was a, a pioneer bloodstone heifer. And, you know, one of those heifers that was too nice to uh, not sell, but she definitely was had an attitude to her. Mm-hmm. unfortunately and uh they actually bought her sight unseen and they called us and they're like well how wild is that heifer like, <laughs> well i mean we can wash her and you know do all those types of things but she's going to take a lot of work and it took a lot of work to get that heifer shown and they did and it you know and it ended up working out uh, they took her to the northern international livestock exposition and i think she ended up being grand reserve at that show i can't remember oh, wow. off the top of my head right now and then they proceeded to buy a couple more the years after that. Uh, in 2018, they had they actually had Grand and Reserve heifer at, at Nile out there with with two heifers that they had purchased from us. Oh wow! One was a Pioneer Simplify heifer. That heifer ended up being Grand as a calf, um, and then I think the next year went back to be Reserve the next year out there as as a big heifer, and then um, they bought a hot commodity heifer from us in our 2017 sale mm-hmm. i think that heifer maybe brought 15 1800 i don't remember what she brought but i know she was kind of at the lower end of the spectrum in that sale and you know she ended up going on to be the reserve grand heifer at nile in 2018 oh, so wow. <laughs> um so so they had quite a bit of success with those three that they had bought from us. And I know David talked to her a little while back and she's starting to, to sell some calves and things like that. So mm-hmm. coming full fruition and then mm-hmm. talked a little bit about the Tracy family, Bob Canup, his, his grandkids, um, Brady's bought, you know, several heifers from us and, and steers and had quite a few champion shorthorn heifers, you know, that at the Gibson County preview show with, Mm-hmm. with them and Bailey his his granddaughter had champion shorthorn steer a couple times um with with a steer that we sold in our uh 2018 sale mm-hmm. so yeah i mean quite a bit of success at the local and state level and then you know on the national level we had a heifer that we sold a few years back that was an embryo that we had purchased to Jacob Shuffler 
Mm-hmm. And she went on to, we actually bred that cow to, to Pioneer, and her first calf was the fifth overall bred known to heifer at 2017 Shoreham Junior Nationals. So, yeah. So, getting after it local and, and on, a, on a national scale. So, uh, right there out of the 30 to, to 60 ish cows or so. Yeah. 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 So, uh, doing a nice job of, of getting them bred up there. So, well, Michael, you want to talk about some of these cattle in the sale? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Well, if you would, if if they're not watching a podcast video and they want to go look at it, uh, they can go to SC, SC Online Sales and look for uh, September 14th sale and uh, Bonnell Cattle Company down there. So they can see pictures and videos of those again if you're not watching that podcast video. But uh, it will be out shortly if you're listening to this or or it is out. So, Michael, let's, let's just start rolling down through there. We've got a white one here in Lot 1 and... Uh, start off with a with a pretty good one here. Yeah, I like this tag one heifer quite a bit. She's kind of she's been a standout definitely since the day she was born. Upper hand is the I think he was the reserve national champion this past fall at the North American for Kate's Farms and and Shuffler Shorthorns up in up in Greenfield and Kyle who's the herdsman there at, there at Kate's him and his family bought that bull and I liked him quite a bit when he was a calf and got some semen on them and and this is this is the result so mm-hmm. definitely a heifer that is impressive just in terms of the, the mass and and dimension that she has but yet still puts it into a, a really eye appealing package mm-hmm. big footed just soft pastern and can get out and go and i think that one's got a really bright future ahead of her if you're not afraid of a little soap and a little little extra elbow <laughs> grease right um i think that one's going to be an awful lot of fun to show those white ones they're they're definitely hard to miss in the show ring and we had a lot of success with a with a white one a few years back so i guess they've they've got a little bit of a special place in in my heart on that side of things so and then that cow uh, that she's out of is a younger cow. She's a pioneer Sin City. Mm-hmm. Um, that Sin City cow was a Sin City buttercup. So I talked a little bit earlier about the heifer that we bought from Dewis's, mm-hmm. or well, we bought from Myers out of Dewis's sale. That was that Sin City buttercup cow. Oh. So that was actually her last natural calf. Mm-hmm. So got got high hopes, young cow, um, one that we had been breeding. Her first calf was a fall born, and we kind of rolled her over to decided we weren't going to do the fall born calves anymore mm-hmm. and uh rolled up rolled over all those cows in the spring so this would be just her second calf but uh but one that uh obviously excited for what that one's going to do here in the future and i think that cow's got some potential to to be in the donor pen here before too long for sure so definitely one that i would encourage you to watch the video on but more even more so if you got time to swing by and take a look at her i think she's even more impressive in person than she is you know, in her picture and video. So, but and then from there, uh, you know, tags two through four, those are all full sisters and flush mates. Um, they're out of the little cedar aviator bull and our donor cow Zena solution 26 W, you know, each one of them is a little bit different. I think tag two is kind of the, the big powerfully constructed one, you know, maybe just a little bolder everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, then our two sisters, but maybe just doesn't quite have as much hair and maybe just a little bit less bone than maybe what tag four does. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I guess for me and my pick, if you're just looking for one to make a cow out of, and that could go out and be a donor cow for you, mm-hmm. I really, really like tag two. Mm-hmm. That one there is hard to let go of just cause I know what that cow's done. And I think that, uh, that one's going to be a pretty, pretty special breeding piece for for someone down the road. So tag three, you know, one that's unfortunately 
uh, not like her two sisters and isn't the easiest to get along with. Not one that I'd recommend if you had a young or inexperienced showman to to maybe gravitate towards, but um, another one that I think is going to make a good cow and, and just kind of a big, bold, easy flushing type of one mm-hmm. in that heifer there. And then and then tag four, maybe didn't have the best recip cow. I know everybody says that, but that, that is the truth, unfortunately. I think if you look at our two sisters, I think you can see the pieces are coming. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe just a little bit more attractive, a little flatter shouldered than what maybe tag two is, but one that I think is going to you know, have a pretty fun show career here moving forward. And, you know, I guess of those three, I kind of gravitate gravitate towards two and four personally, but um, I know that we've had some people that, you know, kind of been all over the board. And um, I think, you know, between one, two, and four, I I think any one of those heifers, you can go out and be competitive, not only in local and state, but I think at the national level as well. Three heifers that I guess if we were still showing those, those would be ones that would be mm-hmm. definitely in contention to be in the show barn for sure. So, right. And like you, I agree with what you said, just a little bit different, but boy, there's a lot of quality in each of them in, in different areas and, and whatever it is that you might want. Correct. Right. I like those. From there, we, we kind of scroll down a little bit and get to, get to the tag five deer. So here's the First steer, in, in, of, we got four steers here in the sale, and I think all four of them are, are, are pretty neat. I guess I don't raise a ton of steers, so when we do have some that are good, uh, they're kind of fun to play with. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lance Lance Unger gives me a hard time and tells he's going to make me a st- make a steer jock out of me one of these days. And, <laughs> uh, so, so I guess this is my attempt at that. But uh, no, Tag 5 is, uh, obviously we talked a little bit about authority earlier. Mm-hmm. He's the first natural calf out of authority. Man, he's he's something to look at for sure. Yeah, just really a a big stout made type of calf, easy flushing. I mean, you know, we're not feeding him very hard, and he's still just as full as he was, you know, when you fed him that morning at mm-hmm. night. So I think that that's one that's going to be just a nice, easy feeding one that I think is going to be really competitive this winter. And and looking forward, that cow, you know, a, a young cow, just a four year old cow, she'll actually just I think she'll be four here in a month. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was just kind of getting going. That damn proud of the bottom side. And then the the Grand Dam's uh, Ace of Diamonds out of that Xena Solution cow. So kind of goes back to Xena again. But uh, but definitely a steer that I think in the in the shorthorn world is going to be really competitive. And I look forward to, to kind of following that one and seeing what he can do. So. Mm-hmm. He's got that really cool roan, really cool roan color goes into that oh, yeah. red neck and shoulder. He's he's neat marked and yeah, really really nice steer. Yeah, temperament wise, that thing I'd say three of our four steers. I mean, you could load them up and take them to a show tomorrow, and they'd be mm-hmm. re- ready to rock and roll. So, mm-hmm. like I said, I think that one. You know, the shorthorn steers, they're getting harder and harder to find, it seems like. And I think that one's had a little bit of success over the years. You know, back in uh, 2017, had the champion shorthorn steer on the Indiana Finest Circuit. And Mm -hmm. I think this one's, you know, every bit as good as he was. Maybe just a little bit better, just in terms that he's a little stouter made. And Mm -hmm. still, but yet still kind of neat looking. So Mm -hmm. tag six is another one that, one that just continues to get better each and every week. Um, He's out of a... Uh, this will be this cow's third calf. She had two I-80 heifers um, the last two times. One we sold in our 2019 sale uh, to the J.D. Love up in uh, Pittsburgh, Indiana. And J.D. showed her at the Hoosier Beef Congress. And 
was competitive up there in the market heifer division. And then she's gone on to make a nice cow for him. She just had her first calf this year and then sold the, the heifer last year privately to a family over in Ohio. And I know they they enjoyed showing her over there as well. So first steer we've gotten out of and this is kind of what we've been searching for was a steer out of that one because she just makes some extra stout and and sound. And I think that one's just going to be another just easy feeder that's um, just going to be a good practical type of fat. So mm-hmm. flat shouldered and big hipped and just sound structured. So nice, nice smoke. One that you're gonna you're gonna catch them when you walk in. So yeah, definitely. He's, he's cool. Definitely, uh, definitely, he'll definitely catch your eye out there with him. And mm-hmm. So, tag seven is our uh, our market heifer entry. Um, another one that uh, definitely wouldn't uh, recommend for a younger showman. She's definitely got a little bit more pep in her step, and one that we can, you know, what we can get her in the wash rack and wash her and blow her out and you know clip and do those types of things. But you know, you get her off the halter and she does want to kind of run around and not act the smartest so i don't want to get anybody hurt or anything like that so we'll just kind of we've kind of always you know tell it like it is right I mean, that one's right i mean everyone that comes what's that thing <laughs> so i mean she she yeah. does she catches your tits and she's sure you know just weak fronted and big haired and huge boned and sound and you know got a big stout hip in her and like i said if you got if you got the time and the willpower to, and I think with some, you know, TLC, that one's going to tame down and, and, and you're going to be able to show her and do things, do things with her. I just, uh, you know, unfortunately with, with everything we got going on, I just, I don't personally have, we try to work these things as much as we can, but right. they don't get worked every day for sure. So right. I think once someone gets them in and works them every day and does those types of things, be good. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just needs just needs somebody to love on her and and maybe a little more than a two strand hot wire or something like that. You think? Yeah, probably need five string. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she might jump over too, but okay. uh, but no. And then so uh, the baldy heifer um, is is tag eight. Mm-hmm. She is a three quarter semitol, so she's shown the sim solutions, but she is a three quarter semi. She's out of a one of our donor cows that I actually own with Unger Show Cattle. Uh, down in down in Sullivan, Indiana, mm-hmm. um, that cow's been in just an absolute force in terms of making cows and and done a tremendous job. We actually we bought that cow and from Jimmy Martin out of his Dream Girl sale. That's uh, probably been seven eight years ago, and I think that cow averaged I think she averaged about thirty two embryos a flush when we were flushing her. So like I said, just done a great job. This heifer really good footed, big boned, just soft made easy flushing. I mean, that's one that it wouldn't hurt my feelings if nobody bit on her and, and she stuck around here as a cow <laughs> because um, I got a half sister. I got a broker heifer that's a half sister to her out in the pasture and that thing is perfect uttered and just does a great job and she's actually got the tag 10 heifer in this sale. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, the baldy heifer is one that I, I, I like a lot for a cow. I think she's going to have a good show career, um, but I think her worth is when she gets to, to start having calves and, and producing for you. I think that one's going to make someone a lot of money. So, right. you know, tag nine, we'll go ahead and talk about her. This heifer, unfortunately, been a little sick here the last few weeks, so we're kind of debating on whether or not um, we're going to leave her in the sale. or So it kind of depends on how she 
comes here in the next few days. And mm-hmm. but uh, this was a embryo package that we bought uh, down at the North American. Saw who that ginger was the 2014 Reserve National Champion key at the North American, and uh, this mating with I80 really like this heifer. I mean, big, big stout made type of a female. One that's really good fronted and in sound structured. If we don't end up selling her here in the sale, she'd be one that, if she straightens back out, we'll probably kind of repicture and maybe try to sell privately here later on. But uh, as of right now, I, I think we're probably leaning towards maybe pulling her out just because I don't want to sell somebody something that's mm-hmm. you know not going to make it. So right but, but most uh, like but but still something to keep the, keep your eye on on her yeah and, keep your eye on her for sure because like i said yeah. if she straightens up she may like i said i mean um she's doing better with the heat and everything that we had over the last few weeks she just got down and mm-hmm. you know i think i think we're on the path to progress but you know you know as well as anyone andy that sometimes you think you got something kicked and then you go out the next day and they're running 106 degree fever again mm-hmm. so <laughs> yeah yeah i had one of those myself a couple of weeks ago yeah yeah so well and it's not exactly been the, the greatest of weather for that so no um tag 10 is our uh purebred scimitol injury I, this heifer is one that i've uh kind of had my eye on for quite a while and she's a relentless out of a broker uh out of that hudson pines bred cow um kind of talked about that broker cow a little bit just being one that's you know tremendous cow in terms of her body and rib shape perfect uttered and um i think this relentless heifer is is really really you know attractive made and soft middled and sound structured and this is a heifer that I think she's maybe a little greener than maybe some of the Simmental heifers that I've seen while I've been out and about a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I think one that just the way she's built and, um, you know, just kind of knowing those cow families a little bit, I think that one's going to be awfully, awfully competitive, you know, you know, here this fall and, and even more so maybe, you know, next summer come mm-hmm. state fair time and then into Louisville next year. I think that one's could could be pretty special. So mm-hmm. um, I think that's one that definitely another one that I think, you know, encourage you to come by, take a look. And I think that one's, you know, I think she looks great in her picture and video, but I think that one's a little even better in person. So mm-hmm. yeah, she sure appears to have all the right parts and pieces just needs a little bit of time to, to put it in place. Exactly. So and it, it, it's always a challenge. You know, you got, you know, when you're get all these ready for the sale, mm-hmm. we're bunk feeding a lot of these things. So, I think I don't think it'd take mm-hmm. long to get that one where she needed to be, you know, once she gets her own feed pan and doesn't have to, you know, fight two others for, for her ration. So, right. but, uh, no, definitely one to, right. to keep your eye on for sure. Mm-hmm. We like good stories on <laughs> before the bid and tell us, tell us about the neat story on this one. Yeah. So, uh, tag 11, she is, she's out of our, our authority bowl. Another one that, uh, I guess I'm a little biased when it comes to those mm-hmm. maybe. So her dam did not get a bid in our 2019 sale. Mm-hmm. So she was one that, that ended up being a no sale. And we decided that she was too good just to be rid of and send to the sale barn or, or something like mm-hmm. that. So we decided just to make her a cow and this is her first attempt. And I think it's a, <laughs> it's a pretty, pretty good first attempt. There's a little, actually a little, little other story on this one that when this one was real young i was like i think that heifer is going to be pretty good and, and dave was like i don't know <laughs> and uh so uh so so i'm winning that battle but uh he he gets me on the on the smoke steer up above uh-huh. he uh 
he gets the credit for that one for sure. So I wasn't totally excited when he told me what he bred that cow to last mm-hmm. year, but uh, she's she's bred back the same way this mm-hmm. year. So no, but uh, like I said, this this uh, out of a first calf heifer, one that just continues to get better. I mean, you just love the the front one third on that one, and then when you get behind her, she's big stout hip and got the feet and legs, and I think that one, you know, maybe doesn't have the pedigree that some of those plus heifers are going to have in that division, but. I think that one's awfully, awfully good and is going to be, you know, definitely at least get a look at the top end of the class. So, and you just laugh at those guys, laugh at everybody that didn't bid on her. I, probably me, including in that in that one. Yeah, I mean, like I said, she was she was a heifer. You know, I mean, she was a heifer in that sale that you know I didn't expect her to to bring much. You know, I right. I didn't think she wouldn't sell, but I mean, just kind of a you know her mom, huge body stout hipped and you know maybe just a little thicker fronted and Mm -hmm. and it it seems to have clicked with authority so yes i think uh that cow is actually bred back the same way um so we'll hopefully maybe have another one of these heifers to sell next year and maybe have an even more fun story to tell with how (laughs) with how this one progresses so but yeah no if you're on the website or if you're watching the video i mean obviously you'll you'll be able to see the picture of the the calf and then got a picture of the bull there as well so mm-hmm. definitely another one like i said I, that uh attitude wise i mean she'd be a great one for a young showman she's been easy to get along with ever since we got her in the barn and for the most part most of these unless, unless we've kind of told you to stay away from them i mm-hmm. think most of these would be great for a younger exhibitor and love working with with some younger people and um, helping people get started because you know if it if it wouldn't have been for the people that worked with us you know we wouldn't be doing what we're doing today so uh, tag 12, probably the most fun colored one out of all everything in the sale. Mm-hmm. He actually is out of Sinful Valentine Cow, uh, was a All-American junior show heifer for my sister. Um, talked a little bit about the white heifer that you know we showed, and that, mm-hmm. that was this Sinful Valentine Cow. Um, she won her division at the junior show at Louisville as a calf. Um, we actually showed her and her mom at the junior nationals as a cow-calf pair, and they did well there. And She was actually division champion in the in the bread and own and the own show out there as a calf, and then was reserve division as a as a big heifer at junior nationals um, in the bread and own show when mm-hmm. we went back to Michigan that next year. So cow we had a lot of success with, one that's done a great job for us in terms of uh, her progeny and things like that. This steer could actually is, he's dual registerable. Um, so he could be registered as a key and a shorthorn plus. Mm-hmm. Um, so it gives you a little bit of flexibility depending on what you want to show him as, but a steer that I think has all the pieces to be really successful. Once again, just kind of minus the attitude, unfortunately. But he's one that, uh, he's made a lot of progress here these last few weeks. I think, you know, not one that I would be scared of or stray away from, but if you are a younger or more inexperienced showman, maybe one that you just, not telling you not to, but just Mm -hmm. saying he does have a little more go to him. So Mm -hmm. Got that winning attitude. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> he looks cool out. Like I said, I mean, tied up, he's fine. I mean, you can go in, you can brush on him, you can mm-hmm. do all those types of things. And just when you let him go, he's get, he's going to go run around and show off a little bit. So mm-hmm. he uh, he likes to show off his athleticism is what I tell people. Right, right. And he's so cool, Mark, too. You talked about his marketing and how color he is. He's, he's kind of like a short horn, ronish <laughs> color, with, but yeah. but it's blue. Yeah, he's like a he's. He, I mean, he, I guess you'd call him a a blue roan, but 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's you know, uh, yeah. yeah, he'll be he'll be a fun one to fit, I guess. I I don't know if he'll be fun to fit or if he'll be a pain because right. you know, paint around some of that white stuff could be mm-hmm. a little bit mm-hmm. be a little bit interesting. But uh, but yeah, no, I think you know that's a steer that I've been pretty fond of ever since he was mm-hmm. born. Um, one that you know just really square made and wide based and it seems like I, I haven't had a lot of the food cattle but it seems like to me they, they tend to get stouter and better the older they get mm-hmm. so I, I think that one's got a lot of potential as well so mm-hmm. and then last but not least is tag 13 he is a i80 son out of a heifer that we sold in our 2019 sale Mm-hmm. She was a Primo Lucy's Crystal with similar breeding to a lot of the ones that um, Sullivan's and everyone's had over the years that have done a lot of winning. And she did her fair share of winning. Unfortunately, uh, her show career got cut short by COVID. Otherwise, that was one that was very competitive in the winter of 2019. And then showed her Louisville last year. She was third behind the national champion and reserve national champion so um <laughs> we kind of run ran into a buzzsaw with her at, when we were showing her all the way through because the the ch- champion reserve shoulder plus hoosier beef congress came out of our class we were third but hey you know what i mean you can see the picture of her there if you're watching online and i mean that thing is just a freak of nature in terms of foot and bone and just functionality i love that cow this first calf out of her is one that i think has got a lot of potential he's one that he can show as a shorthorn plus and a main mm-hmm. um, depending on which way you want to go i think maybe a little over a year ago the shorthorn association lowered the percentage on the shorthorn plus steers 25 percent mm-hmm. so it gives you a little bit more flexibility in terms of you know breeding some of these um, shorthorn plus efforts you can go back and and breed them to some different bulls and, you know, raise some steers and things. And, you know, I think this one's going to be really competitive in that shorthorn plus division. And I think he can run in the mains as well. So, like I said, I think that uh, he's a little bit maybe skinnier. He's obviously a lot younger than most of the calves here in the sale. Um, but I think he's one when you come and look at him in person, I think you're going to be impressed with just, you know, the mass and dimension that he's got. So, once again, like I said, I, I encourage everyone, if you got time, to stop by and look. And, or if you've got questions, feel free to reach out to me. I'm happy to talk to anybody. Um, you can reach out to Dave or I. And uh, love to have you stop by and visit, talk cattle. So Yeah, and I remember a couple of years ago we came in and a very good visit and, and very nice facility, guys. Got those cattle sorted out. And Dave and Michael, great to work with. And, man, I'm kicking myself for not bidding on that that, <laughs> that cow a little more that that tag 13 i was i was on her mother just a little bit and and she got up there just high enough and uh so so i backed off of her but boy i should have should have just went ahead and done it but but yeah what a, a nice place and and these guys we go to the shows around here in indiana and michael's there with customers and and uh working on those cattle and fitting those cattle so you guys do a do a very nice job with your customer service as well well, I appreciate that. Yeah, like I said, I don't. We try to get to as many shows as we can. Obviously, uh, I don't. I don't go to as many as I used to, but uh, you know, we try to help out as much as we can. And if not, we'll at least try to help. Maybe find someone that can help you out. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, no. I mean, that's that's part of it. I think it's an important part. You know, I had a lot of people, whether it was Orrin Wolf or Albert O'Connor. Or I've had the opportunity to work for quite a few people over the years. Dave Geyer and Tyler Cates and 
Jared Jark and a whole bunch of different people have all gave me their time and, and taught me to get me to the point where I am. And I definitely still have a lot to learn, but uh, try to pass on that knowledge to the next next group of young people because I don't know how much longer I want to be down on the ground fitting these things. <laughs> so I keep joking. Good friends with Lance Unger and his sons. I keep asking him if he's put clippers in his hands yet because it's about yeah. time for him to take over. <laughs> Maybe you can just do tops and tops yeah, and that, tail heads. Well, and... that's that's kind of my preferred per, preferred spot anyway. But. <laughs> Ear, ears and poles and all the real important yeah. stuff yeah. there. Briskets. <laughs> right. Yeah, but you uh I think you probably still got a few good years left in you. So Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. So. Well, Michael, uh we appreciate you appreciate you coming on here. Appreciate what you do for those that purchase cattle for you and those that you do for, for the agricultural world in, in Indiana and around here with uh Halderman Farm and Real Estate and uh, appreciate all of those things and um you're welcoming guys you've already got the barn open already had guys coming in to, to look at these cattle they are already on sc online they've been viewed a lot because i've been going through them right here as as we've been talking about them and so uh having a lot of interest in these cattle and, and michael you got a great set put together and, and want to wish you a lot of luck on there on the 14th yeah, hey, I appreciate that. And like I said, uh, if anybody wants to stop by, take a look. Uh, we're, we're typically around on the weekends, so just feel free to swing in. If you want to shoot us a message and say, hey, we're going to be there in a couple hours, we'll try to have them cleaned up and ready to look at and out in their lots, things like that. If you need to come during the week, we just ask that you give us a little bit of a heads up so that way someone can be around. Like I said, Dave and I, obviously with working for Holderman, sometimes schedules could get a little hectic on weekdays, you know, just like to have someone there just in case. So. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, Got to get that guy home from London first, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yep. So I, I kind of forced him into that one. So I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna give him. I'm not gonna give him too hard time. Too, too hard of a time about that. I told him to go. So you you go to London and I'll stay home and take care of things. That's a pretty yep. good trade off. Yeah. Yeah. He's he seems to be enjoying himself. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's great. Well, Michael, again, uh, Columbus, Indiana. SC Online Sales, September 14th, Bonnell Cattle Company, and uh, we hope that you will check those out. Hope you'll check out the podcast video either on Facebook or also on our YouTube channel, and call Michael, call Dave, any questions you have, and so uh, they will get you fixed up. So, Michael, again, just appreciate it very much, and we want to thank you for listening to another edition of Before the Bid podcast. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of Before the Bid. For more information and to learn more about upcoming podcasts and sales, visit us at beforethebid.podbeam.com or Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram pages. For information on being a guest on Before the Bid, please email us at beforethebid at gmail.com or one of our social media pages. Remember, that's beforethebid at gmail.com. Happy sales to you, and we will talk to you next time on before the bid.